Unless you've been living under a rock, you've probably been hearing a lot about the stock market lately. Millions of people are beginning to invest for the first time ever. And we're realizing that the financial system should be built to work for us. That's why Robinhood is creating real human education resources, truly digestible financial news, and a platform that lets you invest in your own way, on your own terms. The next generation of investors is already here, and it includes you. Robinhood. Investing is risky. Robinhood Financial, LLC. The following podcast uses profanity in creative ways, and we bring up all the topics that you are warned against talking about in polite conversations. The contents herein are for entertainment purposes only. All stated opinions, views, and jokes are those of the person making them and do not necessarily reflect any business, nonprofit organization, state government, or federal government. Listener discretion is very much advised. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Utah Outcast. This is a semi-weekly progressive political and atheist-filled podcast based here on the state where we now have over 20 people running for Jason Chaffetz's seat. Yeah, it's going to a full-blown, completely full-blown primary, and it's going to be great. So this is episode number 101, and this is the first of the two episodes that we try to bring you guys each week. And on this episode, we've got a whole crap load of current events to bring your way. Um, and I know you just, you're dying to hear our slanted opinions about everything. So if you're hearing this for the first time, let me introduce myself. I'm X and I'm the host for the experience you're about to have. And before I get started, I want to remind people if they wanted to get in touch with me and leave comments, suggestions, hate mail, whatever they want to do, feel free to do so via our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. I'm pretty attentive there. And always you can reach us at mailbag at utahoutcast.com or our text slash voicemail line 347-669-3377. Joining me as my special guest this week, we have Mike Bowman, who is going to be with me for the entire show. So we're going to go ahead and jump into News You Missed uh, right after this. It is me, Vicente Fox, with another message for President Donald Trump. Amigo, you have a ton of flaws, but in my opinion, the one underlying problem with your presidency is you're doing it for the wrong reason. This is a picture from my inauguration, one of the proudest days of my life. I can tell you exactly what I am thinking of in this picture, that I have been honored with a massive burden of millions of expectations, and that I must do my absolute best to be worthy of that trust. This is you in the most solemn moment of your life, thinking about how big your crowd was, worrying that the last guy had a bigger one than you. Donald, his is much bigger. Okay, so the first item that we have up here for News You Missed this week is from Gizmodo, and it's about a GOP operative by the name of Aaron Nevins, who apparently in his, um, in his workaday life, uh, he received confidential files stolen from the Democrats, uh, by the hacker Guccifer 2.0 last year. 
So Nevins, uh, he's a former aide to the Florida State Senate, Senator Ellen Bo- Bog- Bogdanoff. I don't know. That's probably not how you pronounce it. But anyway, uh, and confessed to the Wall Street Journal that not only did he receive files stolen from the Democratic National Com- Campaign Committee, the documents which contained all of the voter turnout analysis, they weren't just slid under his door by some anonymous benefactor. He admits that they he propositioned this hacker group for these files on Twitter. He's like, I just threw an arrow in the dark. And the, <laughs> the guy came back with a whole bunch of shit. And it was like a proverbial gold mine, according to this article here. He says, basically, this is war. If this was if this were a war, this is the map to where all the troops are deployed. This is probably worth millions of dollars. So we have a a GOP operative that has received stolen files and is essentially bragging about it. And I don't think they're going to do anything to him about this. And it just makes me go, where where the fuck is the soul of the Republican Party? Where they they wouldn't play dirty like this, and I guess that's the that's the whole joke is that they would always play that dirty, and so, I mean, let's just look at Watergate. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, they've got a long history of you know receiving stolen shit and being being shady as fuck when it comes to elections. And I'm not gonna lie, it's not just the the RNC. The DNC does shady shit too. I'm not making false equivalences here, but the thing is, I would like to think that if somebody on the other side were to receive stolen files from a hacker, they would have been like, uh, hey, you guys have been hacked and uh, they gave us all this stuff and we're turning it back over to you. Nope. <laughs> They're not one to turn no, away from it's, that. No, it's all's, all's fair in love, war, and politics. <laughs> it's disgusting. And I think that's, uh, I think that's what he kind of um, admitted to saying in the, in the article that we read here. He said that the... Um, uh, what the fuck was it he was saying? He said that, you know, this is all just politics. You know, this is how we do things in politics. And it's like, no, that, that doesn't make it okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you received a stolen car and still drove it around, you would be guilty of that, a crime as well. You know, re- receiving stolen goods or something like that. Unethical. It's just. <laughs> Why are, are there not rules in the books already about uh, having stolen files? I mean. We you get people that are charged all the fucking time with you know copyright infringement for having a copy of a file, even though they call it piracy. I don't see it's piracy; it's a copy of it because they didn't sell it. It was just a copy of digital information. But at the same token, if you wanted to go that far, you'd have to say, "Look, I copied all of these files. I didn't do anything to the originals." But the big problem is that they were taken from somewhere where they shouldn't have been taken from. But no, it's just in his mind, it's the ends end justifies the means. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's disgusting that this guy is just he's going to continue to get away with this shit and and all of these people are even i mean this goes as far as like jared kushner and these guys that are having all these meetings with russians and receiving all sorts of info i mean crap there's there's suggestions right now that there was voter uh data that was sent from russia to like the gop campaign to go be like okay Let's get these sites. Let's get the, let's go after these people like or we actually I think it's the other way around. We would send the information to Russia. Russia would go to their political apparatus and do all the micro targeting, I think is what they're, they've been calling it lately on the <laughs> on the news and stuff. And just it it's it's scary as fuck to think that this kind of thing might be going on. It, yeah. Like what happened to normal politics? I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> Maybe there is no such thing as normal politics. Anymore. There is no such thing as normal now that Trump's here. So. <sighs> And uh, 
I, I hopefully he having this asshole as a president will further make new rules against the kind of shit that he's been doing. <laughs> At the very least, we'll we'll have a uh, a good solid idea of what would actually violate the emoluments clause of the <laughs> of the Constitution, <laughs> because you know you don't want some. You don't want Saudi Arabia coming coming to stay in your hotel and be like, oh, well, okay, I'm going to be nice to Saudi Arabia now. Well, even though that, that kind of <laughs> happened, but more on that later as yeah. we get around to it. Jesus Christ. This is so important, Donald, and I really want you to concentrate on what I am saying. So I brought something that will make it easier for the bees living in your brain to focus. The most beautiful piece of chocolate cake have ever seen i can't believe this week that we have a a topic being brought up and actually seriously discussed Ooh, excuse me beer. um <laughs> seriously being discussed by the right about the merits of body slamming um <laughs> journalists that you don't agree with and this comes from the the blaze i actually pulled this from the fucking <laughs> blaze believe it or not uh, if you're wondering what the blaze is, why are you listening to this channel? You should know who they are. Shame on you. No, I'm just kidding. Let's do that matter. Uh, anyway, so they want to talk about the fact that Rush Limbaugh had a, a lot to say about Greg Gianforte and the fact that he body slammed Jim Bacob, Jim Ben Jacobs around Jim Jacobs. What the fuck? So anyway, he says in Montana, ladies and gentlemen, I must do something. I must join the chorus of people condemning what happened out there. This mainly. This manly, obviously studly Republican candidate in Montana <laughs> took the occasion to beat up a pajama-clad journalist. A pajama boy journalist out there. First of all, man, don't... <laughs> Maybe it's the, the toxic masculinity talking, I don't know, but don't call another person, <laughs> like, studly and manly. Studly, like, man. It, it's, it's I'm just condemning like, this. Wink, wink. It's like... That's exactly how it feels, too. He's like, I'm joining the the chorus of condemning what happened out there with this fucking hero that beat the shit out of this guy. So uh, he He's continue, so manly. He continues. The story is he grabbed his neck and threw the guy to the ground because journal the journalist was being insolent and disrespectful and whiny and moany and accusatory. Brother, <laughs> learn how to use a learn how to use and <laughs> please, for the love of God. <laughs> And the manly, studly Republican didn't realize that on the big stage, you can't just do this kind of stuff and kick the guy's ass to the ground. This cannot be accepted. This must be condemned. I wonder how many people in Montana are going to vote for the guy now, though. Apparently enough to get him fucking elected. Uh, he, Sadly he got, enough. He won. So. Man. I, the, <laughs> this nation is constantly surprising me. And I, I like to think it's because the the early voting that happened in Montana. I mean, that's a very sparse state. There's not oh, a lot. Sure. Of, <laughs> and they had most of the early voting done. It was like 70% people had voted in already. So, I mean, yeah, that, stuff that happens the night before is not going to necessarily make that big of an impact. But the thing is, he's, he's downplaying the journalist just because he's not his, his idea of what a man should be. <laughs> and he's upplaying the Republican guy because he's violent. And it's going to be a common oh, yeah. theme you guys are going to see over the next couple of weeks. Where he's a pajama boy. What the fuck is calling somebody a pajama boy what... journalist? <laughs> like, look, man. If I, I've I've worn slacks and shirts at work where they felt more comfortable than my pajamas because it's just like the right kind of fabric and they feel really good. <laughs> it's like, 
calling a pajama clad journalist. I mean, what is he trying to say? He's like the Viet Cong or something. I, I don't understand what the <laughs> fuck he means by this. It's like, did he show up to this interview wearing literally like a, a, a nighty with he's a nightcap? Yeah. He was wearing the, the, the night dress or the nightgown, whatever the hell it is with the stocking cap. And like, he's fucking Scrooge getting, getting an interview. Like, Oh, spirits. Tell he me. In, he was in footy jammies. <laughs> He's wearing the pajamas that have the trap door on the back of him. <laughs> he got slammed to the ground. It flew open. <laughs> oh, man. And this is what he's going to say some more. He said, and there's a brave newspaper out there. A brave newspaper withdrew its endorsement for the studly, manly, brutish Republican. He's, he is just clamoring to just just get Gianforte's cock in his mouth. It's, that's what it sounds like to me. Seriously, he's just like, he's just got, bring it at me. Bring it at me. <laughs> and he didn't like this reporter who's indistinguishable from your average millennial man today. Virtually indistinguishable. Indistingu- he's from the UK's Guardian. I take <laughs> exception to that, man. I, I'm, I'm at that weird, I don't have a generation because I'm, I'm too late for X and I'm too early. I mean, I was too early for millennial. So I'm, they don't have a... It, <laughs> I, I I empathize more with millennial than anything else because I was like a Pokemon guy. I was a Power Rangers kind of guy. It was like, there's a lot of the cultural stuff that was there for me. And it's trying to say that he's indistinguishable from your average millennial man today. I've seen a picture of this reporter. He looks nothing like me. It's like, <laughs> it's not like the same character, character model was made for everybody post 2000. It's not, that's not how it works. Yeah. Man. <laughs> All right, so Limbaugh continued talking about the case, and he explained what he believed was malicious intent on the side of Ben Jacobs. You know, the reporter just asking a question, and I've heard the audio. They have video, and they're they're not going to release it for some god god knows reason. I don't know why they wouldn't release it, but oh, it's because it's going to show this guy in a bad light. Oh yeah. Uh, so he says here. So this guy, the Ben Jacobs, is a classic never Trumper, anti-Trumpist from the drive-by media. I, I don't listen to Rush Limbaugh, so I have no idea what the fuck drive-by yeah, media means. What is that? An anti-Trumpist? <laughs> He's a never-Trumper and an anti-Trumpist. Like, God damn it, Rush. Uh, and I guarantee you is smug and arrogant and all of these characteristics that tend to put people off, particularly when they're in a combination like arrogant smugness or arrogant conceit. Those two things are just a personal pet peeve of mine. Just rub me entirely the wrong direction. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> he was asking a question, man. He's like, hey, what do you think about this whole healthcare bill that, you, that you, you're planning on signing into law once you get into office? He's like, oh, I'll show you, motherfucker. And he starts body slamming the dude, <laughs> punching the shit out of him. It's like, Seriously. if you can't handle some, if, even if he is a as Rush says here, an arrogant, smug, arrogant, conceited, uh, never Trumper, anti-Trumpist, getting into your face and being like, so why do you suck so bad? You have no fucking, you have no place being in the government eye. You have no place being in the public eye. And it's just funny. Go ahead. And for him to say that it's a pet peeve of him, the arrogance and conceitedness, it's it's rush <laughs> no i was gonna Trump. say it seriously it uh <laughs> i had a philosophy teacher in like high school that said that you, the the things that you hate like people see that they hate are just things that they they hate about themselves they just extend it they just put it out from whatever they are so like 
a lot of the people as we've come to have seen in the last couple of years of doing the show. I mean, not just doing the show, but in all of the audio and news and everything, all of those people that are vehemently anti-gay, they secretly think <laughs> dick tastes yummy. And so it's just funny. <laughs> and, I mean, it's terrible, but it's funny because for those people that are like, I hate those goddamn N words. And it's like, is it the poverty that you don't like, or what? What are you trying to get at here? Are you are you really just really just mad at somebody that has darker skin pigment than you? What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Seriously, and every, everything he said before this is so arrogant and smug. But oh, it's such a pet peeve. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a studly, manly, brutish Republican. Studly, manly. Who, as a, I've read some news earlier today, is currently now that he's in the office under investigation for having ties to sanctioned Russian companies. <laughs> it <laughs> goes everywhere, man. What is it with the Republicans and the Russians? Seriously. Oh, I've got a, I'm going to probably have to put it in the show notes uh, as people are listening to this on the podcast, but there was a 10 or 11 part article that I read detailing, you know, uh, how like during the, uh, what the hell was his name? I'm sorry, I'm blanking on names, not because I've had a lot of drink or anything, but it's just like when you're trying, when you're reading stuff about Paul Manafort and all these other people, Rush Limbaugh, Greg Gianforte, Ben, whatever the fuck was his name, it's kind of hard to remember uh, the the bad guys from like the Bush administration that got thrown in jail that were. Uh... <laughs> but anyway, he was doing a point by point showing how the Republican Party has been slowly been turned into this. Uh, we love Putin party. And <laughs> as you can see, it's kind of working because Paul Ryan's not saying anything. Mitch McConnell's not saying anything. Jason Chaffetz isn't saying anything. They just, they for some reason, like Russia is not the enemy like it used to be when I was growing up. I didn't watch all those deliciously wonderful 80s movies and consume all that media just for everybody to go, oh, no, my bad guys. Russia's a good guy now. You know? No, I'm, I'm sure they've all got lots of Russian money in their pockets. So and that's exactly what it is. So uh, and to finish up Russia, he said, so this guy's already got it in for Trump and he's obviously got it in for Gianforte, who is said to be a Trump supporter. Uh, he's not going after him because he's a Trump supporter. He's going after him because he's supporting bad legislature. And so Trump won Montana by a healthy advantage. I didn't fact check this one, but I'm assuming it was not no, that much. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't healthy. So the the Guardian, especially not for as red as uh, Montana is. Yeah, and <laughs> for a lot of people that are, you know, was were a little bit disheartened by the fact that he lost, uh, not Gianforte, but the the guy that was running against him, he brought it to really close margins. <laughs> so it it wasn't as big of a win as they were expecting it to be. I mean, shit, this week we flipped like two or three like highly normally Republican in twenty sixteen voting places to get. They, we we swung them to Democrats, so there's hope for 2018 as long as people stay pissed off. And with the way yeah. Trump's working, I think it's gonna fucking work. So <laughs> let's see. Uh, he says there so far is no direct video of the incident. There is, but we haven't seen it yet, and only audio has been produced publicly, which we aired last hour. So he heard all this audio, and he's still coming out and saying, <laughs> "Yeah, I like it when you beat the guy up. That made me feel like a big man." It's like. I, I, I'm I'm sure most of these white fragility kind of guys like Rush Limbaugh and Greg Gianforte would just love to take off the mask and just beat the shit out of people whenever they got the chance to, as long as nobody was looking at them. But that's the problem with it being 2017 or really any year. Once we started carrying these little 
micro computers around with us everywhere that have these things called cameras and microphones and so yeah it's a it's not something you can get away with quite as easily anymore shit even our police officers are starting to go fuck we can't police like we used to god damn it (laughs) but the audio speaks and says enough (laughs) yeah (laughs) i every time they play it uh whether i'm listening to it on local radio or just on news items and i'm like oh my god that's fucking horrible because like he's like so, dude, why do you hate this legislation? Bam, boom, 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 pow. And it's like, I'm so sick of your shit. And it's like, ooh. I love how the reporter's like, you just body slammed me and broke my glasses. <laughs> like, has to He's so calm the- about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I follow enough like reporters and stuff on Twitter that like it started showing up like Greg Gianforte just body slammed me and took my glasses. And I'm like, <laughs> I have no idea who these people are. And I just laughed it off. And then all of a sudden, thousands of other tweets start flurrying around. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> So yeah, if you guys aren't on Twitter, that's where the fun is when it comes to political shit because it's just, it's blowing. I also up love that right. Fox News was there as a witness and corroborated his story. Yeah, they came out with the statement saying, uh, "Yeah, he uh, he didn't do anything that he said in his his original statement here." And they came out with the audio and they the like two or three reporters for Fox News backed them up, and then like the day after, Fox News changed the narrative around and they started to do the whole spin like they always do, where it's like. Well, maybe he had it coming. Like, no, nobody ever should have a beating coming towards them. And so it, it's the Dude, same people. Reporters even were there. So. It's these same people that, that would like to think that, well, I was I was spanked as a kid. I'm just going to spank my kid, too. It's like, mm, mm, no, no, you need to not do that shit. <laughs> Knock it off, man. Now that I have your full attention, Donald. A presidency is not measured in praise or loyalty or lavish gifts. It is measured in the amount of lives it improves. And the worse the quality of those lives, the more credit for their improvement. If everything you do is only designed to make life better for millionaires or billionaires, your presidency will be infamous. You must reach down to the people who make you uncomfortable, who might look different than you, and lift them up. This is what great presidents do. When you became president, you didn't become the boss of your people. They became the boss of you. Even the ones who didn't vote for you. You can call them haters, losers, but they are still your boss. You live in their house. They pay your salary. And if they don't like the job you're doing, then in a few years, months, you're fired. Okay, so in Oregon, just on uh, Friday, I believe, there was a, a triple stabbing that happened aboard a train in Portland. Uh, the stabbing was reported around 4.30 p.m. as the train pulled into the Hollywood Transit Center station in northeast Portland, and two people have been pronounced dead, and another has a non-life, non-life-threatening life injury. So what came of this was the there were at least one lady on the train that was uh, wearing a hijab, and it's because this guy is a... Uh, he's been spotted on videos and on message boards and everything. He is a anti, pretty much anti anybody that's not white. He's a white supremacist, and he's like oh, he's the a whole, raging white supremacist. 
and he's like the whole 4chan Pepe the Frog, you know, the OK symbol and, you know, all these other nice little code words that they have for, for being able to hide their Nazism and not actually be professing it. But there's there's video of him like wearing a flag and like protest. I wouldn't say protesting because oh, yeah. he has nothing to fucking protest against. But anyway, <laughs> on the train, uh, let's see what happened here. Uh, these women were being attacked by this guy. Uh, he was acting erratically, they said, and wasn't necessarily focused on anti-Muslim insults during the attack. Uh, but there were two men that came to these women's defense, and the guy fucking slashed their throats. And they ha- they released the names today of the people who were killed in the attack, and I I feel really sad for him because this is like the fourth or fifth person in like the last month to be killed because of white supremacism. And yeah. Gee, One I wonder why they why yeah. are they feeling so fucking emboldened, I wonder. <laughs> yeah, this this guy's raging white supremacist nah. <laughs> So he said yeah. uh, to the ladies, he said, get off the bus and get out of the country because you don't pay taxes here. He said that he doesn't like Muslims and that they're criminals, apparently according to an eyewitness that was there. And it's just it's it's terrible that these people were attacked. I mean, first of all, these people were attacked and two people died because they came to rescue these ladies. But at the same time, it's terrible that this guy felt emboldened enough to attack these Muslim girls on the train. And it's like. Portland is like 74 percent white, <laughs> like they're not coming to take your jobs. They're not they're not coming to, you know, enact Sharia, Sharia law. I hate that fucking term because it's Sharia means law. But anyway, but these guys are so afraid of you know the paradigm being shifted from what they grew up with and what they think was the perfect time in the country it's like oh wasn't it great when all the black people were not allowed to hang around the white people and you know muslims were just you know oh look at that's odd we don't see those around here (laughs) but jesus christ this guy's just um, this guy's he and the the worst part about it is that he survived I was hoping that somebody would have taken him out or something, but no, unfortunately, he's still alive, so he's probably going to become another fucking martyr to the the people on uh, 4chan slash Paul. <laughs> oh, yeah, this, I mean, there's yeah, there's video of this guy he went to the a right wing march for free speech in April, and he actually had a bat to like assault left. <laughs> You know, because protesters with the police had to take away <laughs> the the whole free speech warriors thing. I I don't fucking understand it, and I I rue the day where they they stumble across my channel on YouTube and they they start making. I mean, because we get death threats every once in a while, and that's not a big deal. But it's like they these people get fucking crazy when it comes. Oh to this yeah, shit. this. Like, I mean, he spent the rest of the day there, like doing the Nazi salute and yelling racial slurs and. And it's funny how like Portland like, Mercury has his, some of his Twitter posts, <laughs> and they're just like crazy. Oh no, he's just doing it ironically. He's just like, doing it ironically, and then you stop doing something ironically after a while. I'm the king of you know. I was doing something ironically until it became something no, I, I loved. You know. <laughs> no, seriously, he said, "If Donald Trump is the next Hitler, then I'm joining his SS to put an end to monotheist question, <laughs> Zionists and Jews." God damn it! Oh, man. he's crazy. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> fucking terrible! And so we're not going to give he's, you guys a name, and we're we're not going to you know right in the head. 
and damn and it it's not only that it's just it this happened right after the hill and i don't have it in the news this week because i believe it's been done to death and everything but the the manchester bombing that happened at the ariana grande concert and while i'm sad that happened there were so many people so many fucking people that were just salivating at the very thought of you like oh it's the muslims 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 like like okay i get that the fact that for the most part that that has been the vast majority of attacks that have happened in other countries. I'm not saying America because there's been a lot of fucking shootings in this country by white terrorists. I want to say, uh, I guess that might not be the term. What would you call it? Uh, Christian terrorists, extremists, whatever the fuck you want to call them. But <laughs> yeah, Christian extremists is probably. Yeah. And, but the thing is like the Manchester thing happened and everybody was immediately going Islam is the blame. And it's like, until I, I, I'm all for, calling islam a terrible fucking idea because i think most religions are terrible fucking ideas but the thing is like until you know that's who did it or who was responsible for it don't be that racist son of a bitch that's like oh i bet it was them niggers and it's like no don't no <laughs> dude don't you can't no. it, it's just like how oh man it's just it, it, you plug in any other word and that just automatically becomes wrong it's like okay so it was somebody bombed manchester and be like i bet you it was those gay people that did that or i bet <laughs> you it was those uh i bet you it was the uh the turkish that did it and, uh, i can't even go down that route because it was them amish it was them sikhs that did it like <laughs> yeah you guys you guys there's I'm not saying you guys listening but there's a lot of people out there that have no idea what sikhism is about <laughs> They just see turban and they think, oh, Islamic. I'm like, nope, nope. You're nope. very, very wrong there. <laughs> so very, I guess, I guess nice the, people. I guess the bottom line of this one is that these guys are just getting emboldened even more. And the worst part is that if you're, if you're on the other side where you're going, Hey, wait, before you assign blame and you know, you want to start jumping at conclusions at who did what. And I think we learned that lesson with times square that happened just the week prior. <laughs> Don't, assume you know who did what attack until they've actually like have a suspect or they have the people in question or the group that they were part of don't because that was just the dude on on pcp just fucking saying god told them to do it <laughs> now if it was an islamic guy that was doing that and he said allah told me to do it oh shit we'd have more people Seriously. like this asshole in portland your whole image is as a winner but if you keep robbing from the poor to give to the rich, your tenants will take your name off your buildings. Your children will take your name off your grandchildren. And you will go down as the single biggest loser your proud country has ever produced. This is a dark thought, ain't it? But there is still time to change it. Roll up your sleeves, learn about the country you're leading and dedicate yourself to helping the poor people you claimed to care about back when you were campaigning. Okay, so in Dearborn, Michigan, which is uh, uh, predominantly Muslim, which is interesting, you know, but it's been that way for quite a long time, uh, a Muslim man is suing the Little Caesars Corporation for $100 million in Michigan, claiming he was served pepperoni made with pork which we all know is a food prohibited by the Islamic law of halal. So Mohammed Bazi said that he ordered a halal pizza twice from a pizza shop in Schaefer in Dearborn, Michigan. He claims that the boxes were labeled as halal, 
but the pizzas inside were topped with regular pepperoni. <laughs> and so according to this lawsuit, Bozzy said that he ate the pepperoni without realizing it was pork. And I, I understand that the halal pepperoni is typically made with beef and you guys don't like the pork thing. You don't like the, if you're kosher. But here's the point, man. You're eating fucking Little Caesars. I know. You're, you're getting a $5 pizza. You're getting a $5 pizza and you're going to try to sue for a hundred million. Like, I can understand them giving you your 10 bucks back for having two of these pizzas. But it's like when Seriously. you when you eat pepperoni, you're <laughs> taking your you're taking a, a mystery meat. And that's about the only way I can think of describing pepperoni. It's a spicy ish kind of mystery meat because who knows what's in that casing. <laughs> So yeah, but, how much of the pizza did they eat before like, wait a minute. <laughs> and it doesn't say anywhere in the story here where like where it dawned on him that he found out it was pork. I, I don't know yes. how it would have happened. I mean, I remember watching this one uh, vegan guy that was uh, eating like this pizza thing. It was the best thing in the world until he realized like there was something in the sauce, like there was cheese in the sauce that he's like, oh, my God, you guys are totally serving me cheese in my <laughs> vegan pizza. And it's like. Uh, that's how i feel about this guy except for you know veganism halal uh, and all these weird dietary restrictions on whatever you do that's on you that's not i uh, first of all why the fuck does little C i understand why they have this option especially in dearborn because there's a lot of people that probably want halal pizza but the thing is even people that follow cashewit law for the most part they won't eat in certain restaurants that they know that these other things are there that could be contaminatory towards whatever they're having. It's like, even if you ate that halal pepperoni, who's to say it wasn't put it, it wasn't what it wasn't in a tub that wasn't washed out previously. So there's pork grease or something on there. It's like when you start playing this game of like, Oh, I can't eat this, but I can eat this. And it's like, you can't sue for a hundred million dollars because it's, it's a whole caveat emptor thing. It's like, you really need to have your own buyer beware type of thing going on here before you go yeah. to these restaurants. And it's just, and it's fucking little Caesars. It's, I, seriously. It's, it's little Caesars. It's like five bucks. So, and I mean, if you get it fresh, it's actually not too bad, but if it's one of those ones that they it, cooked two hours ago and it's still in the warm plate, you know, it's year. It, it's been hot and ready for four hours. So. <laughs> Or you could buy that crazy bread that's been in there for who knows God how long, and it's all rubbery and chewy. Yeah, I've been down this road a few times, people. I, I'm not. I'm not it's ashamed a, to admit it. <laughs> oh no, it's it's a it's a cheap meal. So, so Little Caesars came out with a statement saying that the chain cherishes our customers from all religions and cultures, and they believe that the lawsuit is quote without merit. <laughs> So what are they trying to say? He threw the pepperoni on himself. Look, look, they're trying to they're trying to poison me. Look, there's a half-eaten one. Hundred million dollars. Like <laughs> you're not gonna die. And there's no heaven, no afterlife. So don't think that you're uh, what would the hundred million do for you? Is there like a fund that you have to pay into to like be able to like, <laughs> like re I'm, recover I'm your clean now? Yeah, exactly. Like that's not how the human body works. They don't even bother reading the Quran trying to find out how the body works. They think sperm comes between the rib cage and the spine. So weirdos. <laughs> oh yeah, we we did come and pizza in one sentence. Hey, how about that? <laughs> and at the end of the four years, you walk into Mar-a-Lago, and the entire place erupts into booze. There is a chance you have been a good president. 
maybe even a great one. But if you walk in and the millionaires and the billionaires greet you with cheers, then you have failed your country. Your name is Mud, and history will drain you beneath her heel. You see, Donald, it is possible not to eat the whole cake. Greg Gianforte, we've kind of already talked about him once uh, this week with the, the news, of course, about him body slamming people. But there's a article that came out that's dated back in 2015 where he said that the idea of retirement doesn't exactly match his religious beliefs. Which just just put that into context here. Retirement and religious beliefs. And if you're a Mormon, this kind of makes sense because you don't ever actually retire. There's a lot of them that don't if they're like super Mormon. They they go on missions as they're older. They go to be temple workers and that kind of thing. And some of them work for CES and all these other fun things they could do. They could be uh mission presidents. You probably have to you probably have to be pretty high up. Almost almost general authority to get that kind of fucking position, I would think. And, but... and wealthy. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Gianforte said at this Montana Bible College, he said, There's nothing in the Bible that talks about retirement. And yet it's been an accepted concept in our culture today. And then it says, um, uh, now, where, nowhere does it say, well, he was a good and faithful servant, so he went to the beach. It doesn't say that anywhere. <laughs> I don't understand how these people lit this stuff just poison every every minute of their life. It's like, well, the Bible doesn't say anything about, you know, retirement, so fuck it. Let's not have retirement. It's like saying... The Bible doesn't say anything about computers. Fuck it. We're going to be Amish forever. Yeah. You know? The Bible doesn't say anything about a 40-hour work week or child labor laws. Or, <laughs> or you know, age of consent. <laughs> Come on, Eli. I know you want to fuck a kid. <laughs> uh, anyway, he said, how old was Noah when he built the ark? Like 600, he said fuck dude <laughs> like okay i at this point i would not be able to have a serious conversation with this guy i mean the retirement thing i'd be like well whatever that's your fucking religious book whatever you want to believe but when he's like yeah no it was 600 I'm like no N no <laughs> like people don't ever never have lived that long never will live that long and it's more than likely they're talking about you know maybe how many months old he is or something like that, like six hundred cycles of the moon or whatever the fuck you want to say. Which, if you think of it that way, it'd be like, oh fuck, he'd be like fifty or something like that. I would believe. I don't know who the fuck cares. So anyway, he says he wasn't like cashing social security checks. He wasn't hanging out. He was working. So I think we have an obligation to work. So there you go, Montana. You have a guy that wants you to work until you literally die. <laughs> uh, he's not also mentioning, you know, uh, wait, who was it that got, oh, it was Lot's daughters that got him drunk. Never mind. Trying to yeah, think. Was what, what happened with Noah? Wasn't there something freaky that happened with Noah too? There was some, there's a, there's an article out there. There's a bit out there where there was something kind of funny going on there with Noah. I don't, I don't know enough biblical stuff to, to bring that up, but I remember there was some weird shit that happened there. I could be thinking of the Russell Crowe movie for all I know. I don't know. I never, I never saw that. Yeah, one either, really. so. I didn't see that, but I, I, 
saw some clips and it had some pretty weird shit in it to it. I just remember my mom coming over to my house after she went to go see it that weekend and she's like, they didn't do the story nothing like it was in the Bible. And you may think that I'm <laughs> making fun of my mom. She's very Southern. So. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So the role we have in work may change over time, but the concept of retirement is not biblical. Once again, bringing up that fucking not biblical thing. And I, and I know he's playing to his audience in this Bible college in uh, Montana, but come on, man. Nobody wants to work when they're 70. <laughs> Even even when you retire, if, if you can, at 65, and most of us are not going to see that ever. <laughs> we're we're going to have to work until we're like, we're 70, I would think. But at that point, you'd be like, yeah, I'm done with this shit. I, I don't want to do this anymore. And I've Seriously, and what the hell does he care? He's filthy rich, so it doesn't matter to him. He's not going to be living off Social Security. Yeah, <laughs> man. And I just, I hope that the FBI does find something on him with that, with the investigation that they're doing right now. I'd be like, oh, you have all these ill-gotten gains. How about that? Let's just, we're just going to seize all that. There we go. <laughs> Congratulations. You're broke. Go work until you're fucking dead. Which is the, the best I could hope for, I would think, is like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you're fucked from here on out. Goodbye. <laughs> Seriously, he what? How the fuck did he make his money? Oh wait, here we go. It says right here he's yeah, now he fifty six, and when the potential candidate software. for governor of Montana, he's a tech entrepreneur. He founded a software company that was later sold to Oracle, and he'd been traveling the state to promote the benefits of telecommuting. Telecommuting's not in the Bible. That's not biblical at all. <laughs> <laughs> so why do we? Why should we do it? It's not in the Bible. I mean, if this guy wants to bring up biblical stuff that, you know, people were working through, it's like, okay, you bring up the whole, uh, you want to bring up biblical stuff and you, you want to say, okay, well, the Hebrews were slaves in, 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 in uh, Egypt. And everybody's like, uh, excuse me, all archaeologists and anthropologists are like, that's, <laughs> that's wholly not true. That's completely a fabrication made up. And he'd be like, that's not biblical. <laughs> So even the shit that they do have that they think is biblical is actually not biblical. Imagine that. Mormon Jesus. Mormon Jesus. Mormon Jesus. Long, long, Mormon Jesus. Long ago, a spirit child on one of these planets was conceived through an unidentified God is on his body, Elohim. Elohim was conceived. This spirit child was later born to human parents. Near a mysterious star called Mormon Jesus. Mormons believed in Mormon Jesus. Through obedience to Mormon Jesus, he was elevated to godhood as Mormon Jesus. Joining me real quick, uh, we have Mike Bowman, who's one of the one of uh, Utah Outcast uh, secret patrons out there. Not so secret anymore, you bastard. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, anyway. <laughs> So we've got Mike Bowman joining us on the show. He's been on the last week uh, helping me out with Fun With Real Audio, and he's on for the whole fucking episode this week. Uh, so welcome to the show, sir. Welcome. So hey, thanks. if you wouldn't mind, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what it is that you do. And if you have anything that you want to plug, by all means, go <laughs> ahead and plug. So, <laughs> Well, uh, currently I'm a programmer, but apparently not for long. <laughs> Uh, I was just laid off this week, so now I'm looking. So oh, if fuck. anyone needs, <laughs> <laughs> if anyone needs a JavaScript programmer, hey, hit me up. 
Um, no, most people use Java nowadays. Hasn't that become like the standard? I mean, I would think. You know. Well, there's Java and there's JavaScript. Oh. So there's two different things. So kind of front end, back end stuff. So <laughs> God damn it. I, I always have a hard time explaining to my parents what I do. It's like, oh. <laughs> well, and I for... do computer stuff. That's exactly what I have to tell people about my Clark Kent job. Hey, you guys, it's excellent. I'm not going to tell you what it is that I do, but it's uh, it's stuff that they don't teach in college. <laughs> so when when you try yeah. to explain it to somebody, they'd be like, I have I have no idea what those words mean when right. you put them all together like that. That doesn't yeah. make any goddamn sense to me. <laughs> but computer stuff. They do like freelance illustration and programming and oil painting and stuff. So I, I'm all... <laughs> So, well-rounded. so Mike, who are you besides a programmer? Uh, are you a, let's see, I, 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 I hate to ask these questions because I already know the answers to most of them and everything, but this is for <laughs> those people out there that don't know who Mike is and he could be as open or as shut as he wants to be with, every, with every, whatever he wants to share here. So first of all, where are you from? Uh, I grew up in Davis County, Utah. So hooray, my Dave. neck of the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. So yeah. Grew up there and then uh, currently live in Utah County. So. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, at Not least you could, you could go for beers <laughs> with uh, with Jeff if you wanted to. He lives out in those fucking... Seriously, areas. and the, <laughs> the theaters are empty on Sundays, so that's good. <laughs> oh, that's got to be amazing. <laughs> because there's enough heathens up here or enough Catholics up here where it makes it so Sundays aren't quite as empty as they used to be. <laughs> so I... Grew up LDS. Mormon, oh boy. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. All through, served a mission and everything. And then, uh, where'd you go? Two years ago, I, I went to Australia, Melbourne, oh, Australia. Sweet. So I, I still spoke English for the most part. <laughs> I was going to say, did they teach you any uh, and, Aborigine speak or anything out there? The... No, I, I was actually in a Tongan area for a mm. while and learned a little bit of Tongan, but that's. <laughs> and ate a lot of food hey that should serve you well i mean especially out there in utah county there should be aren't there a ton of pacific islanders out that way or are they still just all located like in west valley not not where i'm at oh, so okay. I think <laughs> <laughs> oh so you did the whole two-year religious vacation did you have did any uh, two-year thing and did you have any conversions did you have anybody jump onto the the bandwagon we we, we had a few and so i'd like to apologize to them <laughs> Seek them out and be like, hey, all that shit I told you, nah, bro. Yeah, just that, nah. Uh, yeah, so it, <laughs> That's crazy. Finally, so, about four or five years ago, we just had enough. There was, uh, it was too much. So, just, okay, what broke the shelf? I, I'd like to know if, if, you're, if you're comfortable sharing that. Honestly, what broke the shelf? Uh, there have been a lot of things uh, kind of leading up to it. Um, a lot of, uh, we kind of lost all faith whatsoever and, you know, and prayer because, you know, you pray for so many things and it doesn't work out and it's just like, why bother? Hmm. So intercessory and, prayer doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. You figure that it's like, Hey, um, but one of the things that, uh, finally is like, yeah, screw it. It's like they, they came out and said, the church came out and said that caffeine is not what makes coffee against the word of wisdom. 
one of the church spokesmen said that. It's like, oh, <laughs> well, then, <laughs> well, then what the fuck does? <laughs> I, it's like, I thought drinking like a monster or Red Bull is a okay, but coffee and tea, which have proven health benefits, is bad. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a I'm a very I'm a definitive monster energy drink drinking kind of guy. I oh, I, I enjoy them too, but after that, but I I, I realized I that they are not. It is not to my best interest to be drinking those a lot. You know, <laughs> with yeah. the and so it it came down to you know I just can't rely on because I said so anymore. And nah. my wife <laughs> was in a job where she uh she she actually left before I did. And she was in a job that was very uh, diverse. Oh, okay. It's a very diverse group, and I was going to make a joke about her hawking living scriptures, you know, <laughs> the, the kiosk in the mall. <laughs> no, she she left before me, and uh, and so I had to do some serious reflection, and we've been kind of just uh, afloat, <laughs> uh, afloat for quite a while, and you know, whenever we didn't have to go, we didn't go, and I'd always found church to be boring, even on my mission, I was like, oh. This is so boring. <laughs> You're looking for ways to. But finally, it's just like, okay, this is, this is enough. This isn't, you know. And it it, it wasn't even any anti-church, uh, stuff out there. You know, that's obviously kept us away. After it's like, yeah. oh yeah, they didn't tell us this in church. <laughs> yeah, for all the people that are out, and you point them out to CES later, and they're like motherfucker yeah, so, <laughs> yeah we, we left before the ces letter came out but it was like yeah that's <laughs> just we left right before that but there was a lot of other things it's just like and then the church has had to come out and own up to since then like the oh yeah he he had why multiple wives some several <laughs> months before 15 no, she was 14. Just say 14. <laughs> and uh, Trying to yeah, candy he didn't coat really child have, rape. <laughs> he didn't really uh, translate the Book of Mormon from the actual plates, but stuck a head in his hat. And, like, and he used well, the stone. Was the purpose of the plates. Yeah, head in a hat with a rock that he found previously. He, like, <laughs> he read the plates through his spiritual eyes, I think is what their, their line but, is for that the, bullshit. The, what was the purpose of having the plates in the first place if he didn't even look at them? <sighs> those fuckers would be no, so, so heavy they'd be so they've goddamn had to heavy. come up and admit mm-hmm. to since then it's just like oh yeah but they they whitewash it in their uh uh articles on mormon.org it's like yeah well the uh the i had a guy on last week uh for the interview um really super nice guy but very much still mormon and i could be that that atheist you know that atheist but i i actually enjoy this dude's company i like his stuff that he puts on youtube i wouldn't have had him on if i didn't think he'd be a good guest but the thing is like he full like believes everything every single thing and it's like he believes the whole adam and eve story the noah story and it's like dude have you have you put any thought into this stuff he's like well yeah i've had some problems with things before but then I pray on it, and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> see, see, I gave I gave like Joseph Smith a lot of leeway. I was like, until I found out exactly all what he did. But, um, <laughs> but like stuff like the Adam and Eve and Noah Noah's Ark, I just considered that more metaphorical. Because, but the thing is, like, like dinosaurs were around, and it's like, it's like yeah. And I, I, 
was one of those believing Christians at the time where he's like, where I'm like, okay, well, you know, evolution is definitely a thing. And, you know, that means the whole Adam and Eve thing was metaphorical, you know, with the air quotes that you have there. But at the same time, you start thinking about it and you're like, well, if that's metaphorical, what the fuck did Jesus <laughs> die for? You know? <laughs> and yeah, so it's like, once you start connecting the dots, like in your brain, you're like, wait, this is all bullshit. <laughs> and that's when yeah, I had my... But- when giant you're, aha moments <laughs> when you're in the church you have these blinders on and you don't see it but once you step back you're just like what the fuck <laughs> really i've i've been like believing this my whole life man i just waited 30 wasted 38 years of my life <laughs> 38 years of 10 percent tithing god <laughs> so. I, I wish somebody would come out with a class action where they'd be like suing oh, to get so their was- money back <laughs> Been very very happy this week. We got our uh, we finally got around to sending in our sending in the letter to have our names removed off the record. Since we got the oh, yesterday, sweet. we got the letter back from the church. Okay. <laughs> oh, they didn't do the whole we would like to come and talk to you thing where they. Although I got an email from the bishop and said um, we respect your uh, things, and so we're just going to move ahead. Like, <laughs> Thanks. Boy, that's that's a that's a defeated man. It sounds yeah. Like right there. I, I was waiting for them to come to the door and like uh, start, you know, trying to convince us otherwise. And it's like I've been in a third eight years. I know what you're talking about. But... Yeah, I, I know the script, guys. Oh, <laughs> we yeah, get a, I still get home teachers trying to come by and get my wife to come back to the church, and it, it's funny because they're like, "Hi, we're here from the Relief Society, and we'd like to talk with your wife." And I'm like, "Honey, somebody's here for you." I make her answer the door. Uh, I like to make up around for like the, the neighborhood parties. So. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, that's coming up soon since it's now summertime. We have a we have one every year in our n- neighborhood, even though they don't want to call it the ward. You know, but uh, <laughs> not not to us. We live uh, we live abutted to one of the parks that we have here, so like we could see it going on from our back from our back windows and stuff, and. I told my wife that the next time it comes around, and I, I haven't thought about if I'm actually going to do it this year or not, but I'm going to take out the 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 wheeling the wheel around cooler that we have, and I want to fill it full of like just you know shitty PBR or you know just Mike's Hard Lemonade or something <laughs> like that, and then just you know plant it away from where the food is because that's where they bless it, and you just go and eat all the shitty food that they have, and I just want to put a <laughs> sign on my cooler that says free beer for a conversation. And I just want to see if anybody in the neighborhood will take me up on it because there's going to be a lot of people like, oh, don't go over there. That guy has alcohol. <laughs> and my kids are. Beer. It's like, I'm like, this is beer. It's essentially like edgy or soda pop. It's not like. And, and beer was okay in the early word of wisdom, too. They had a hard time yeah. trying to decide what to do with it. So <laughs> that's a, it's a damn shame that they, they, they stopped. Like, but selling. I like my beer. Yeah, say, and it, all of it is probably from uh, the fuck was her name, Emma Smith or whatever the hell. Emma it Smith. And it's like she just didn't like to clean up the the, the chewing tobacco uh, on chewing the floor and the... all over the floor. It's like because apparently they had bad aim with this platoon. <laughs> <laughs> and it just makes me laugh that a lot of these, a lot of the people in this state that are you know super Mormons, and that's mainly what you get in Utah because it's the center of it all that don't know their own history with like uh Brigham Young having a distillery you know, where he Yeah, would... well and the, and the the whole coffee and tea thing was just them trying to get back at the Relief Society because a lot of the Relief Society women 
like their coffee and tea. It's like, oh, we should make that against it too. <laughs> and it's fucked up because even now that they've come across and say, and this has gone off of, you know, the interview stuff, but it's just mainly us bitching about Mormons. But it's fun to those out there. But the the, the whole like <laughs> caffeine is okay. You still yeah, it's not caffeine that ma- it's not the caffeine that makes it against the word of wisdom. It's just because we said so. <laughs> but you still can't catch a Coke on the BYU campus. No, I want to let that sink in for those people that are listening outside of Utah. We're talking, Maybe you know, decent, free. <laughs> decently sized like college campus. You know, BYU is a pretty big school. I mean. For as far as like religious schools go, it's probably one of the better ones to go to if you had to, if you had to go to a religious college. Uh, but it has uh, this crazy fucking honor code. On top of it, they don't sell like caffeined drinks on campus at all. And we're talking like sodas, we're talking tea, we're talking coffee. Look, there. Me going to Weber State University, I had to fucking have hey, coffee. I, too. I had to have coffee. <laughs> it's like fuck i'm up here in ogden the air's thinner it's a i'm really fucking far from home i need coffee today <laughs> so yeah that, uh, that's where i went too so up in davis county that's yay. where you go so yep exactly so let's see what else do we have here that i can ask you about um let's see favorite booze slash beer that you have and i know you're on keto right now so you're not really drinking too i'm many on beers. keto right now so i like i'm a still kind of a a, a beer noob so trying to uh, the first time I tried beer after it's a lot to uh, take in when you get started. That, with it. This is nothing like I expect. I didn't know what to expect. It's like this is nothing like I thought it was. I I, I like some IPAs and oh, stuff. That's I, what I've got right now. I've got a Hop Rising Double IPA from Squatters, and uh, the guy on the cover. If you guys are looking at this on YouTube, that's uh that's Jason Stock. He's another Utah atheist. Really fucking cool guy. <laughs> so like right, uh, but I like. Mixed drinks like uh, some vodka in my soda, vodka rum in my soda. My my wife really likes the a dirty Dr Pepper. So like <laughs> some just a, rum in that. Oh, I was gonna <laughs> say like regular dirty. Like uh, for those wondering at home, a dirty any kind of soda is uh, usually lime and coconut flavored as well. So I never thought oh, of she buying. likes the coconut rum in it. So I was gonna say I should buy some Malibu next weekend because you know now that we're recording this on Saturday at uh, 11 o'clock in the evening, you can no longer get to the liquor store, and it's shut down on the holidays, so... Goddamn state. <laughs> Alright, so for you, what's the uh, what's the most tooth-grindingly annoying thing that people of faith can do to just make, just set you off? Oh, one of the, one of the things that bugs me the most is people who attribute all of their successes towards their righteousness and how blessed they are so <laughs> it's like i got the, we're so blessed because we <laughs> live in we nice live mcmansion and <laughs> uh, i i get that we're way so blessed because we're so righteous <laughs> i get that way sometimes like, when i'm watching any of like the acceptance speeches on like the grammys or like on the academy awards and they're yeah. like you know this wouldn't have happened without god and i'm like so all successes are attributed to how righteous they are. So, <laughs> but it, but any any failures are just a trial. So <laughs> I'm just being tested. He's just testing me right now. And it's like, yeah, that's not what a nice person would do. You know, like even a, yeah. even as a dad, like I, I want my kids to learn stuff on their own. But if they're starting to fuck up, I'm not going to be like, 
you fucking learned that lesson, bitch. <laughs> you don't just let them suffer, dude. <laughs> Uh, All right. everything's either a blessing or a trial and that just it's like no just so, sometimes shit happens yeah sometimes <laughs> exactly. life throws you a big fucking curve i just ball. got laid off <laughs> shit happens you know yeah. you deal with it so <laughs> exactly that's a, that's a good way to deal with it uh let's see we already know your honest opinion of the lds church so we're going to skip to the next one uh what <laughs> keeps you in state i mean have you ever looked at moving outside of the state i mean being in oh. australia had to be pretty cool but <laughs> Yeah, it, being in Australia is pretty cool. I, ironically enough, we were we have we're about to move to Florida. Um, my wife had just uh, accepted a a position at a floor uh, job in Jacksonville, and yeah. we we're about to do that. Next day, I got laid off. So, and since like, I bring fuck in the majority <laughs> of them, it's like um, that may not work out. <laughs> God damn so, it! That's that's what's keeping us in Utah right now. We've, we've always talked about moving out of Utah, but I haven't had quite the opportunity to. So, but it, it's it's a nice place, but I, I love uh, the Southern Utah Red Rocks and stuff. But uh, some the I, uh, uh, some of the attitude is. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to. I, I've joked with my wife about it. Where I mean, I don't see us moving anywhere anytime soon because the the place i would want to immigrate to is in the pacific northwest and i we took a trip to seattle and my god i fucking love that city i love that city so much we we had talked about moving to seattle several years ago my wife uh, hated it my brother-in-law was up there with the army and we like visited him it's just like oh it's it's so nice up here it's so nice it's so green it's so green And when we went up there for that trip, my wife fucking hated it because it rained often. I mean, not as much as like they people joke about, you know, but it, it was quite rainy. But I mean, I I shrugged it off. I'm like, I'm, I'm from the south. I, I'm used to fucking rain. It's no big deal for me. But my wife is a Utah girl through and through. So it just makes me laugh. And so we are stuck in the state for quite some time, especially until most people die on her side of the family. And so. I'm hoping that maybe one day we can go live in uh, Salt Lake somewhere because I'm so fucking tired of Davis County. <laughs> this place sucks. <laughs> yeah, I, I grew up in Southern Davis County, and so I was like, and uh, ironically, Northern Northern Davis County is pretty similar. So. Yeah, yeah, no shit. Northern Northern Utah County, yeah, is pretty similar to where I grew up. So okay, so what we're, is your we're looking forward to moving, but uh <laughs> not at the moment now <laughs> well i to to be honest i'm glad you're not moving to florida because florida sucks balls man <laughs> i was just looking forward to warm weather i'm not a i'm not a winter fan so. no oh that's too bad all right so what is your favorite thing to do while whilst in utah what is your favorite utah thing to do favorite utah thing to do i don't know i i I like going to Southern Utah. Southern Utah. I love the Red Rock. So that's, yeah, <laughs> that, that's that's probably hey, you're closer than me. <laughs> it would take me like an hour to drive down to where you are. <laughs> yeah, my 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 mother in law is in St. George, so we we head down there often. It's not, not <laughs> visiting the mother in law is not the favorite thing to do, but <laughs> yeah, but you're so like close to Vegas at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we were in Vegas about the same time you were. Oh yeah, you guys were headed back, and I was on the way out. It was kind of cool. Yeah, where I got oh. my first tattoos. <laughs> oh, what'd you get? 
I think I remember seeing it on the the internet, but yeah, I, I it's a it's a dinosaur skull. Yeah, styracosaurus skull. So, and I think it's lonely. It needs more friends. Yeah, I I keep wanting to get more done myself, but shit's expensive, man. <laughs> it is. If you want good work, it costs a lot of money. Don't don't buy uh, cheap tattoos. Hey, I think that's something we can leave people with is don't oh, buy a uh, cheap tattoo. <laughs> Hey, it, it's it's an art form. You got to pay for it. And as an artist, I I appreciate that. So yeah, they, exactly. I actually drew this myself, and they uh, they did it very very well. It's just like the drawing. So wrong. That is absolutely wrong. Proved over and over again. Wrong. He actually, had- this is the Trump roundup for week number eighteen. And honestly, I'm at a loss for words. I wish I had the vocabulary to assist me in expressing just how horrific Trump has been this past week. There's just so much, I mean, too much really for me to properly uh, say enough about each topic for them, because each one of them could be its own segment in its own rights. I guess uh, there's no better place to start than, like, at the beginning. You might recall last week that the Don was wheels up and bound for the Middle East on his Fuck America 2017 tour, and right after we found out that he was bragging to the Russians in the Oval Office about how he fired Comey. So... Stop one on the grand adventure for the Prez was Saudi Arabia, a country in which he blamed for being the state sponsors of terror in his previous tweets. And, you know, pretty much all correspondences he had concerning Saudi Arabia were never positive until he visited there this week. And on this trip, he was given some sort of bobble by the king of Saudi Arabia, and he did sort of a curtsy bow kind of thing in order to have it draped on his neck. Once, I, the only reason I'm bringing that up is because. He talks shit on the last guy that did that. So while there, he signed some pretty hefty deals with the government to the tune of over $110 billion in weaponry. And shortly after that, he visited some photo op type of place in the country where they work on monitoring Islamic extremism or some shit like that. But the takeaway was that in the middle of the room that looked like a throwaway set from a James Bond film was a white glowing orb or globe, whatever the hell you want to say it was, where he, the king of Saudi Arabia, and a few others, like uh, Sissy of um, Egypt, were there to take a photo of putting their hands on it to start it up. It looked a lot like something that the people on the right would be killing their own kids in fear of a new world order taking place because of. I believe it was the next day when he traveled to Israel, when the wheels started to fall off the 30-ton semi barreling into a crowd of younglings, because he was talking with some collected Israelis about the flight, And he was like, boy, I just got back from the Middle East and aren't my arms tired to the Israelis, guys. For those that might be playing the game at home, remember, Israel is in the Middle East. Later on, there was a meeting between he and Bibi where he arose from the meeting and started to walk off like he had some sort of fucking full-blown dementia episode. And that's not all. God damn it, that's not all. That's not even the worst part. He was on camera with Bibi and they were doing some sort of press conference or whatever the fuck they were doing. They were talking and they were mulling in the crowd a bit. When Trump broke the din of the room with his speaking loud and calmly voice about the fact that he never, ever said Israel when talking about ISIS intelligence. Which means that he performed one of the most face-palming moves that I've ever seen on television, literally cementing that the intel did come from Israel. He's just stupid people. Like, I can't think of a better term for it. 
The next stop was the Vatican, which was obviously a hoot for all involved, especially Trump, um, because he get to, he got to tell Catholic Comey that he couldn't meet the Pope just to be an asshole. And the best bit is that the Pope said something akin to Melania, like, what are you feeding him? Straight sugar and butter? And yes, of course, they had to trade gifts. And the Pope got books while Trump got the Pope's letter on climate change with the stern. You'd better fucking read this, you simple bastard. And it was just funny because the Pope gave him a look like, and then there's this asshole. So in between here and his next stop, which was Brussels for a meeting with all the NATO member nations, his Muslim ban was upheld by the same court that said it, it um, that said, what, what was it? That said, hell no, nah, a few times before. Anyway, NATO. Uh, you'd think that with him going to other nations and making deals with shady countries like Saudi Arabia, he'd be somewhat nice to the members of NATO. Nope. He admonished the collected leaders for not having enough people paying the 2% GDP towards defense. And here's this quote. These grave security concerns are the same reason that I have been very, very, there's your double right there, direct with Secretary Stolenberg and the members of the alliance in saying that the NATO members must finally contribute their fair share and meet their financial obligations. But 23 of the 28 member nations are still not paying what they should be paying and what they are supposed to be paying for their defense. This is not fair to the people and the taxpayers of the United States said the president that wants to increase the defense budget by $60 billion. You want to talk about fair to the taxpayer? How about your health care bill that's going to be removing all sorts of shit? How about your budget that's going to be slashing all social safety net programs? Fair to the taxpayer and fair to the people of the United States? Go fuck yourself. Uh, I believe he still has no clue as to what NATO actually does since he neglected to cite Article 5 of the... Uh, of NATO for the United States. And if you're wondering what Article 5 is, it's the one where other NATO allies must come to the aid of an ally under attack if invoked. Which, the only time this has been invoked was after 9-11. So, of course, afterwards, Spicy, Pence, McMaster, they all cleaned up the Trump poopy leftover, but we're still not done. How about that killer of a budget that I was just talking about there? that was released that plans on cutting just about every social program that we've fought for for like the last 50 years. Or even the CBO coming out and saying just how bad the AHCA is going to be for America in the grand scale of over 24 million people losing their health care because of the games and the politicking that are going on right now. And I honestly wish that was all that happened on this trip. Apparently, he was the lone dissenting voice when it came to the G7 summit that didn't endorse the, the, uh, the Paris deal on climate change. Oh, and he also bitched to the Brussels uh, prime minister about how hard it is to set up a golf course in the EU. This motherfucker is always thinking about golf. Things escalated even more quickly as Trump apparently did the same, uh, said the same to the EU chief about how the Germans are very, very evil. And you ask yourself, why the fuck? fuck would he say something like that money and this is the quote that he got from der spiegel look at the millions of cars that they sell in the u.s and we'll stop that i would say to bmw if they want to build a factory in mexico and sell cars to the u.s without a 35 percent tax they can forget about that guys our president doesn't know that a lot of these german cars are made in america he doesn't get that. This is our president, guys. 
this is the, I mean, there are ones that do come in from Mexico. I shouldn't say all that here, but most of them are made here and sold to you here. Uh, he doesn't even know that you can't pick on one country in the European Union. You have to pick on the entire union, you fucking nonce. <sighs> There's still even more that I have to rattle off to all you guys because I'm already way more into this heaping shit pile than I want to be. But let's see what else our shitty diaper of a president has done. Uh, his administration leaked out intel ahead of the UK actually re releasing that information about Manchester when they were ready. He made a phone call to Rodrigo Duterte to let him know that he thinks he's doing a hell of a job and also has uh, had an aside about leaking information about two nuclear subs off the coast of North Korea. You don't fucking do that, man. He also got his hands ringed by the new French president, Emmanuel Macron, or Macron, who had a much firmer grip than he could manage, and later claimed to say that he was hoping that Macron would have won the race for president or for president of the country instead of tossing him tossing his hat in with Le Pen. We have Google. We know that you did not like Macron when he was running, and you can't come back and be like, "Oh yeah, I hoped he would have won anyway." No, you were like going straight for Le Pen. And for the the biggest shit filled cupcake that also has a solid gold core in it. Uh, is that we now have intelligence coming out from the Washington Post, among other sources, about a possibly from pissed-off NATO ma member nations out there that Jared Kushner had sought to use Russian embassy phones in an effort to have a way of talking directly to the Kremlin without government oversight. And people are defending this. The right is defending this. I don't see a problem here. That's a good thing. When the hell will people realize that they've been sold a bill of goods that will never be delivered? America has a shitload of healing that's necessary, but without people on the hard right making any kind of headway and showing the slightest bit of buyer's remorse, we're not going to get anywhere. It's just going to keep getting worse. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Come back later, please. Housekeeping. Not now. Housekeeping. Go away. I come in anyway? No, go away. I come in anyway. Okay, so that does it for this week's current events. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next episode coming out on Wednesday. However, before I wrap this whole thing up, I have to give the biggest thanks to all the amazing patrons who support us each month. The show would not continue without your guys' help. Uh, we do have a new patron to give a little love to, and that's Jesse Young. Thanks for the patronage, Jesse. Uh, but we wouldn't be the show we are today without giving the cheers to all of our sustaining patrons, and those are Angelica Pearson, Marissa Alexa McCool, The Godless Revolution Podcast, Luis Cruz, Jeff Linville, Mike Bowman, and Darcy Bowman. Uh, we have switched from a per-episode basis on Patreon to monthly. So if you wish to support that we do the work that we do each month, it's never been more affordable. So go to patreon.com slash Outcast and save yourself 75%. We do want to say that money isn't the only way to get our attention. If you don't have the money, a quick review or subscribe on whatever you catch us on. Helps out a ton, and we'll make sure to give you your due praise for doing so. We did get a handful of new subscribers this week on YouTube. We have Lehigh, Utah, Thoughts and Dreams, Chuck One Prilliman, and Cilia Gray. Yay, Cilia! Anyway, that does it for us. We'll be back again in 48 hours with another episode for you guys to love. But until then, remember... You're welcome. She came from Greece. She had a thirst for knowledge. She studied sculpture at St. Martin's College. That's where I caught her eye.
She told me that her dad was loaded. I said, in that case, I'll have a rum and Coca-Cola. She said, fine. And in 30 seconds time, she said, I want to live like common people. I want to do whatever common people do. I want to sleep with common people. I want to sleep with common people like you. Well, what else could I do? I said, I'll see what I can do. I took her to a supermarket. I don't know why, but I had to start it somewhere. So it started there. I said, pretend you've got no money. She just laughed and said, oh, you're so funny. I said, yeah? Well, I can't see anyone else smiling in here. Are you sure? You want to live like common people? You want to see whatever common people see? You want to sleep with common people? You want to sleep with common people like me? But she didn't understand. She just smiled and held my hand. Went a flat above a shop. Cut your hair and get a job. Smoke some flags and play some pool. Pretend you never went to school. But still you never get it right. When you're lying in bed at night. Watching roaches climb the wall. If you called your dad, he could stop it all here. You'll never live like common people. You'll never do whatever common people do. You'll never fail like common people. You'll never watch your life slide out of you and dance and drink and screw. Cause there's nothing, Cause else, there's nothing to do. else to do. Nothing else to, to do. do. 
And speaking of all this horrible shit that we talk I want, about. I want a Star Trek 2 Spock burial out in space. <laughs> Shoot me off. Shoot you off of the <laughs> photon torpedo to the fucking Genesis <laughs> planet. Yeah. Whatever business you're in, growth isn't just about getting bigger. At ADP, we believe it's about getting stronger by turning data into insights so you can build teams that work as teams. By using our AI technology to help catch payroll errors before their errors. And by keeping ahead of thousands of changing regulations so you can keep ahead of everything else. ADP helps businesses like yours grow stronger every day. ADP, HR talent, time, and payroll. This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel, but now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. <laughs> 